Dorian's wind and rain will be felt there just a few hours. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson says it's a fast mover. It's not going to linger all that long. You're going to have the chance of flash flooding, the chance of quick river rises in some of those mountain rivers because it's going to be coming down so heavily, but you're not going to be seeing days of this. It's expected to become a hurricane by Friday morning and could make landfall on Florida's east coast early Monday. The entire peninsula is in the hurricane center's cone of uncertainty. Britain's new leader is attempting an end run to push through his country's exit from the European Union. More from London, CBS's Vicki Barker. Boris Johnson setting off a political bombshell, moving to adjourn Britain's parliament for most of the time remaining before the October 31st Brexit deadline. Chris Leslie says this may finally unite his fellow lawmakers called MPs. I think this action will, though, provoke a majority of MPs to say we have to stop this. Scottish leader Nicola Sturgeon. If MPs don't stop it, then this is the day UK parliamentary democracy dies. Strong words, but many in Johnson's own Conservative Party may well agree with them. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Deutsche Bank says it has President Trump's tax returns and other documents that congressional Democrats have subpoenaed. The president is sued to keep them sealed. CBS News political analyst Leonard Steinhorn. It's clear in the court filing that Deutsche Bank does have his tax returns. It also has Don Jr.'s, Eric's, and Ivanka's, uh, the president's children's tax returns. A question is whether the court will allow Congress to obtain those tax returns and the other financial information. The cancellation of a minor league baseball doubleheader involves a ball player's family and murder. CBS's Laura Podesta says the player's brother-in-law has been arrested in Virginia. He's accused of killing his mother, sister, and one-year-old nephew. The victims include the wife and child of minor league baseball player Blake Bivens, who plays for the Montgomery Biscuits. The team canceled its game last night, tweeting in part, Earlier today, we learned that one of our players, Blake Biven, suffered unimaginable loss. It's a godsend for parents with young children, but Contigo has just recalled five and a half million no-spill water bottles because the spouts could come off and choke a child. S&P futures are down, too. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Welcome to this guided meditation brought to you by Mass Mutual. Let's begin by closing our eyes. Wait, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Everyone else, visualize your child getting into their dream school. Imagine their screams of joy. You feel a sense of relief. <sighs> this is how it feels to have a college savings plan. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Securities and advisory services offered through MML Investor Services, a Mass Mutual subsidiary. Welcome to Sherwin-Williams. Hi there. I heard paints are 30% off. Yep, and stains too. Right here. Mm-hmm. Only at your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Right now? Well, August 29th through September 9th. Ah, bring it in. I'm a big hugger. It's cool. Ask Sherwin-Williams August 29th through September 9th and save 30% on paints and stains with sale prices starting at $26.94. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. How did this one slip through the cracks? For 15 years, Wendy Auger has had a license plate that reads PB4WEGO, as in P before we go. The website SeacoastOnline.com reports she's been asked to surrender the plate. A DMV spokesperson wouldn't comment directly on the case. The state says phrases related to what it calls excretory acts are not permitted. 
Auger says it's a free speech issue and the plate isn't offensive. Besides, she says, who has a mom or dad or parental figure who hasn't said that to kids before leaving the house? Bud Mishkin, CBS News. Saturday Night Live has a habit of announcing cast changes just before every new season. And yesterday we learned Leslie Jones isn't coming back. Now we know where she's headed. Deadline reports that she'll host a reboot of the 60s game show, Supermarket Sweep. She's also got three movies and a Netflix comedy special coming up. I'm Peter King, CBS News. Did you know that the IRS is getting more aggressive these days? They're using private agencies to track you down and even started taking away passports. Don't wait. If you owe more than $10,000, take advantage of the Fresh Start Initiative, a program in place that can help you now. You can save thousands and possibly have your taxes forgiven. Join the thousands of taxpayers who've made the call to get protection from IRS collections. Call the experts at Oxford Tax Partners now about the Fresh Start program. If you qualify, it'll stop the IRS collection agencies from coming after you. Let the IRS negotiation experts at Oxford Tax Partners get you protected once and for all. Call the hotline now at 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. There's help for those of you who owe $10,000 or more, but it's important that you take action before these programs change. Call the tax experts at Oxford Tax Partners for a free consultation now at 800-575-1919. 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. The Athens Bulldogs return to the Gridiron Annual Power 105 Friday when they travel to Waverly for the high school football season opener. The Bulldogs will be looking for their second straight TVC Ohio title and a return trip to the playoffs in 2019. On Saturday night, it's an old school rivalry game at Gloucester Memorial Stadium when the Treble Tomcats take on the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Friday's matchup between Athens and Waverly can be heard live on Power 105 at 7 o'clock with pregame at 645. Saturday's game between the Cats and Buckeyes gets underway at 730. Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. At Athens Cell Phone and Electronics Repair, we repair all brands of cell phones, tablets, and computers, including iPhones and Samsung devices. Whether it's a screen or battery replacement, logic board repairs, or charge ports, Athens Cell Phone and Electronics can fix it all. Why spend a bunch of money on a new device? With over 40 years of electronic experience, we'll repair your device for a fraction of the cost. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon. Stop in and see us at Richland Avenue between Taco John's and McAfee's. Give us a call for a free estimate at 740-590-1677. Has someone in your life or an organization made strides to make your community more accessible? Or maybe you know someone who assists in the lives of those with disabilities. Recognize their hard work and commitment to improving the well-being of others by nominating them for the 2019 Athena Award. The Athena Award recognizes community members who support those with disabilities either by improving quality of life, advocating for issues, volunteering, program development, customer service, or entrepreneurship that makes a difference. For a nomination form, call the Mayor's Office at 740-592-3338 or visit the City of Athens website. Sponsored by the Athens City Commission on Disabilities. Are you feeling lucky? 
While raising the bar in plumbing service, veteran-owned True Blue Plumbing is offering a free 50-gallon Ream hot water tank complete with free installation to one lucky winner every month. Just like and follow their Facebook page and True Blue will contact you if you're the winner of the month. If you have questions, call 740-590-5400 or email bill at truebluepplumbing.com. That's blue without an E. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. of any precipitation for a few days, actually. How about that? And as the week progresses, it's going to get a bit warmer. But nothing really oppressive. The Athens Dairy Barn Arts Center is our topic today. Nineteen seventy eight. when I first became involved and it's a story I'm sure I'm going to share with you as the day goes by uh, or as the program goes by but uh, Cassie Meeks is uh, joining us this morning. Good morning. Hello. How are and you? Welcome. Yep. Get that mic good and close to you there. This one there. There you go. And um, Cassie I've known you uh, for a long time. Your family and all of that. Um, I'd sort of lost track of you in the last few years. So the Dairy Barn, eh? Yes, that is where I am. I do all the events and outreach for the Dairy Barn Arts Center, and I love it. Yeah, well, it, it's a neat gig. Um, any Anything with the Dairy Barn, I would say, would be kind of fun to do. Yes, it's so, quite an adventure every day there. We should probably update some people. There's been a recent change in the leadership. And, um, oh, uh, Jane Redfern, isn't that it? Yeah, Jane Forrest Redfern, she resigned um, earlier this summer, and then right now we have an interim director, Joyce yeah, Mullins. Of course, of course, and Joyce, um, you know, former involved with us here at the radio stations over the years, and uh, of course a teacher for many years in the Athens Public Schools, so just a great gal. And she's been on their board for a long time, too, as I recall. Correct, yeah, and she worked closely with Quilt National, too. So... Um, She's got, um, you know, the only thing wrong with with uh, Joyce is she just doesn't have enough energy. <laughs> <laughs> she is nonstop. She was at the barn last night until probably 8 o'clock, and she was there again this morning bright and early. So There, there you go. She keeps going. Well, listen, um, just I'm just curious. Jane did a good job, I thought. She was there uh, how, how, how many years? Not a long stretch, but it wasn't a short one either. No, I believe she was in her seventh year. Seventh year. Mm-hmm. I see. And do you know what uh, her plans are now? I don't, actually. Okay. Well, we'll maybe get a chance to speak to her sometime else. But yeah. uh, anyway, so the Athens Dairy Barn, folks, I, I can't imagine there's anybody out there that doesn't know what we're talking about. But let's, uh, let's do this together here. Um mm-hmm. Cassie, um, in when you were a, a small tyke, right? Yes, <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, there was a fellow here 
um, he and my parents were uh, like best friends. And we're talking about a person they call here, Aura Anderson. Uh, I say here because in Columbus he was known as Andy Anderson. But uh, however you knew him, uh, he had been the head of the Ohio Bankers Association for the state of Ohio. He had been the head of uh, the Ohio Newspaper Publishers Association. He had had a number of associations, state association roles during his history. Um, His wife, Harriet, of course, uh, a, a remarkable artist also. Um, he hailed, it was, he was raised down in this region. And uh, so they maintained a property down here, which was their hideaway, their escape from uh, the big city, right? Yeah, that, that's what I hear from all the people that stopped by the barn to let us know. And, uh, and, and upon his retirement, um, he and Harriet made the decision to just move to Athens and call this home. And indeed they did. Um, he, uh, over the years, of course, and even now I hear our playing excerpts from his hosting of our morning devotions program. And it's, they're always, um, so well written and presented and uh, we get many positive comments when we play them, but he knew everybody in the state in the terms of important people and how to get things done when you needed to and that sort of thing. And uh, so the state mental hospital system made the decision that, um, <clears throat> and, and probably through uh, the state legislature and other parties, uh, to change their directions. And, and, uh, and it really meant the closing of seven of our state hospitals, of which Athens was one. <coughs> that property today we call the Ridges. Um, the dairy barn was part of its operation. And there actually was discussion about simply leveling it, um, demolishing it, and turning it back into raw land. Um, Andy had this vision. And this vision was, couldn't we turn it into some sort of cultural arts center? And he spoke to the governor, who was then Jim Rhodes, James A. Rhodes, who he had a close relationship with. And the governor said, well, we could probably work this out. But here are what we're going to ask for you. If we're going to give this to you, and we're also going to give you a few funds to do some, some things along the way to it, to improve it and get it inhabitable, there we go, I think I got that out, Um, you folks got to put in a whole bunch of sweat effort, sweat equity, I guess they call it, and you got to do it by a certain deadline in order for me to get the proper people in Columbus to sign off on the project. The deadline was two weeks away. There were a bunch of people I'm going to say 30 to 40 people who all jumped in. I remember Dan Inman of Inman Electric and all of that, and myself. We took on the loft. Okay, now for years that had been 
a storage area for hay, right? For um, feeding the uh, feeding the dairy bar, the dairy cattle. And you know, you have a lot of dust, and you have a lot of um, I can't. Even, there's a term for it, but um, this 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 dust off of grain. Um, and it was a wooden floor, but it wasn't a perfect wooden floor, and so a lot of it would sift through down to the next level of of anyway. It took us one whale of a weekend to basically get that thing cleaned up. And uh, but we hit the time that the governor had said we must do this by, and everything started to happen. But uh, I, I just mentioned Danny and myself because we were in the loft, but there were lots of people downstairs where the milking stalls had been and everything probably um i'd say 15 or 20 people working down there it was a little more pleasant down there but not much and um everybody was working hard to try to show that we cared and wanted to invest in this property and would do so with our personal man hours and we got the permission out of that to keep it Kind of a neat story, I thought. Um, no, it really is. We have people that come in all the time, and we'll see any any of our exhibits, and then casually mention that they shoveled, yeah, cow poop on yeah. the bottom. And I'm like, who are you? I need to know who you are. Let me take your picture. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing how it keeps coming around the barn all the time. Is the term shaft? Shaft, I think it is. Um, this dust that comes off of hay mounds and things like that. Hmm. Anyway, it was a big job. And I remember the formation of the board. And um, I remember, uh, oh, like Dave Dayton. Um, uh, had the uh, um, an appliance store here. And Mac Thayer, who was my sales manager and others who got so gay, you know, they just jumped in and, and came up with these projects like the National Jigsaw Puzzle Contest and the National Quilt National thing. And, um, man, those things just zoomed. And I still miss the National Jigsaw Puzzle Contest. You we know? get phone calls about that weekly. I know. And the bead show. The bean basket. Yes, I've forgotten about that one, but that was very popular too. Dave Norton. I said Dave Dayton. Dave Norton was the fellow I was trying to think of. But um, and you know, in the early years, I was the uh, the head of the um, what do you call it the the committee that would identify potential board members. And. I did that too long, I think, because people started to accuse me of stacking the board <laughs> to my own liking. And so I said, no, 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 then I'll be happy to stop. You folks take it over. And uh, anyway, but uh, it was it was a great group and still is. And um, now this morning I had a little trouble printing off a lot of the stuff I normally would bring in. So 
Uh, I'm working with my live laptop here, which I'm not quite accustomed to doing at this uh, during my shows. But um, let's see here. So Joyce is the interim director. Director. She's asked me to come back and participate a little bit in selecting or, or researching who the next director might be. Uh, but she's the interim, and as we've already said, she's a great one. Um, we've got the the question of all sorts of events that you folks do throughout the year uh, for adults, for children, for all sorts of parties. We've got um, a board, a great board that's already there. Um, we've got the Quilt National thing. It's coming uh, to a close pretty quickly, isn't it? It is. Quilt National ends on September 2nd. We will be open Labor Day, um, but it's open every day until Labor Day from 12 to 5. Um, and we're getting people from all over the world all the time, people from out of state. Um, but what I would love to see is all of my local people come out this weekend and take a look at what we're all about. Um, we're bringing art to the community. We're also hosting Quilt Fest, which is partnering with the Athens Area Fiber Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would just be really wonderful to see some local faces take a look at these international artists that come from all over the world to Athens, Ohio to display their art quilts. Um, it's pretty fabulous. It was shocking for me as a, as a local to be a part of it. Um, it's, it's a humbling experience, and I've met so many new people and heard so many different artist stories. Um, and it's not just with Quilt National. Um, every exhibit that our exhibits director puts on is it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity every single time to meet those artists, hear their stories, um, and then help them get that exposure. Now, this display, I I only have history of how it's been done in the past. Did you see the? Did you go to the first one? Oh yes. Oh, that's so absolutely. Um, I look at those images all the time and just wish that there was a video out there somewhere that I could look at. Oh, I gotta think there is. There has to be. Uh, have you talked to David? Um, well, I'll think of his name. Uh, probably off the air, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, the what I want to get at is, folks, this display is on display here in Athens, Ohio, for uh, nearly six months. It's May through May through September. And then um, it is packaged up, and it tours at other locations throughout the nation and the world. Um, that's really cool, you know? Um, in, in now they, some places only take a small portion of it, sort of highlights, if you will. Others will take a larger, uh, display, but these, all these, uh, fabrics are carefully, uh, put into, um, crates and shipped to each of these venues that would like to have it on display. And it's often been shown in Washington, D.C., and other places as well. But it's an Athens project. How cool is that? Well, um, you know, that's just one thing. There are all sorts of things throughout the course of the year. And, you know, your role is all these special events, right? And getting the word out and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, so I do I I do all the outreach for every department. So we have workshops, classes, um, we have festivals, we have New Year's Eve parties, we have summer music, we have winter music, um, we have the annual pumpkin fest, we have the holiday bazaar, of course, and dairy barn fest. Um, so that's my role is to see how many people I can get in the dairy barn. <laughs> well, how's it going? It's going great. It's going really great. I'm meeting so many great people. And I'm connecting with old faces, too, that I've, you know, grown up around or heard about. Like you um, and me right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, folks, uh, it, and I hope you don't mind Mike's doing this. Um, <laughs> folks, uh, Mike Meek, of course. Um, Mike, when I got to know him, was the athletic director at Athens High School. He later became the principal. Uh, I've got a long history with Mike Meek. And, and, um, and then... Uh, in his retirement, he's also worked for Lowe's some um, in different places, and he's just a great guy. Your mom? <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Carol's terrific. She's still at school. She can't hear you say that. <laughs> okay. Well, I was teasing, of course, um, in, in the whole family. And uh, golly, how many people do you think learned to water ski at your home? I don't know. It's a, a bunch, isn't it? There were a lot of people in and out of our house. Yeah my whole life well uh the the meeks skiing efforts they had this uh, it's not a private lake but it's a it's a lake small lake big pond whatever you want to call it out there next to your beautiful home and uh, so many different ski teams have come there and practiced and it's just really a neat thing well back to the dairy barn so what what are some of the things you think are particularly important for our audience to know today? Um, I think the most important thing is that, you know, we are your local art center. Um, so everyone's welcome. Um, we love having everyone stop in and talk to us about our workshops and classes. Um, we love seeing all the familiar faces on our summer music series evening, which the last one is this Friday. It's Bernie Now with Kay Carter. Um that's the most important thing is that, you know, b becoming a member has its benefits, but just being a part of the barn, um, coming out to hang out, check out the exhibits, um, stop upstairs, say hi to everybody. Um, if you know a ceramicist or a fiber artist, we have studios for them. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun at the Dairy Barn. Now, folks, the Dairy Barn has the capability to host events for people as well. And that is to say like wedding receptions or wedding services even. Uh, um, or um, a group, um, or say the Rotary Club wants to hold something that's uh, interesting for the district of, of Rotary. They could do that there. Um, you have uh, all the um, necessary uh, You've got, like, a catering kitchen? Yeah, with the re recent expansion um, that Jane spearheaded, we do have, we have a really great lobby. We have the Athens County Foundation Community Room. Um, we have a full catering kitchen. And then we do have the Neon Cow Bar um, that Sierra Crenshaw manages. So for any of our events and then any other private event that we host, um, she takes care of all those needs. Now, I only learned about the, <coughs> excuse me, the summer... Friday night series uh, recently 
<coughs> this Friday, I have to be in Cleveland um, for my first wife's, uh, my first mother-in-law's memorial service. Oh. And um, so I will miss this last opportunity. But were I here, I I would go to that just because I I only learned about it. But I assume, of course, you mentioned Bernie now and Kate Carter, musicians, super musicians, um, in sort of a jazzy theme or bluesy theme. It can be either. Um, and I assume you have uh, refreshments and that sort of thing, right? Yep, yep. The doors open at 530. Music starts at 6. Um, and then Sierra does open up the Neon Cabar. And then we do have Mavette come in, and she sells dinner to anyone that comes out. Um, now, Ma- Mavette, is that one of the food truck organizations? Yeah, she doesn't necessarily have a food truck, but she does go to different locations around Athens. See. So she's a Caribbean. caterer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just wish I had known about this all this summer because um, that sounds like something I would have done. Yeah, yeah. Envisage Wealth and Hawking Valley Bank um, have sponsored the whole summer, um, and they've done a great job of getting the word out. But I'm wondering how we didn't get a hold of you. Yeah, well, it, it happens, you know. <laughs> there are so many things. I, that's one of the things I love about Athens. There's so much to do all the time. So many options. And... Um, um. Yes, you 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 know. Let's see here. Howard Stevens. He's passed a few years ago, but he was with AEP. And uh, in his retirement years, he said, "You know, I may rust out here, but I'm not going to wear wear out here." Or, or, no, let's see here. I may wear out here, but I'm not going to rust out here. That's what he said. Meaning there was always good things to do so remain active and not ru- get rusty um, i did that all make sense sort of sort of <laughs> <laughs> well i think i followed it up initially but I, I i corrected it all right so dairy barn what else is uh, are you guys particularly proud of there um i know one thing is these classes um they're for all ages, adults, youth, tiny tots, um, high schoolers, you know, all groups. Uh, different levels of teaching a craft or an art uh, means. Pottery, for example. Painting. My wife's uh, just enrolled in a painting class. Um, and and these these are... Available easily. They are. They are. Lynn Stanton is our education director, and she she does a great job of hiring um, artists who are teachers and um, getting getting the word out to our members, and also just encouraging people to try something new. Um, we're offering stained glass again. That's a really popular course. Of course. Um, and then soap making is too. Soap making. Soap making. Yeah. So those are those are really popular, but we do have those those tried and true um, ceramic classes, pottery one and pottery two. Um, those get those get a really good response, of course. And then we have the basic sewing classes, and then more advanced sewing options too. And 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 we're not we're not giving you a complete list. There's far more than what we're mentioning here, 
if someone wanted to learn about um, that list, uh, the website's the best place, I yeah, assume? Yeah, the website's great. We have everything listed on Facebook as well. So they can check it out on either Facebook or on our website directly. But to register, you would have to go to our website. Okay. Um, the... Um, Let's see here. Exhibitions. Now, there are times when we already mentioned Quilt National, or mm-hmm. sometimes also called Quilt International. Um, but there are also sometimes regional exhibitions or even local exhibitions from a, an artist or two or a group, right? Correct, yeah. So our next exhibition is on October 5th. It's Ohio Paint, Print, and Photo. So it's it's a, an exhibit to highlight any of the contemporary Ohio artists in all forms of painting, printmaking, and photography. Um, and then the next one, I believe, is going to be OH Plus 5, which is a mixed media. But one of my favorite ones, which I tell everyone, is The Art of Our Appalachian Woods. That's going to be May 1st through June 21st. That is, for some reason, that, that exhibit is my favorite. I've loved it. Well, tell us why it, what it is and, and why it really trips your trigger. I I'm not sure. I think as a photographer, I like that's shooting that kind of an exhibit as it draws me in. Um, but also, I learned that there are a lot of secret craftsmen in the area that are artists as well with wood as their medium. And that was really interesting going through and reading all the gallery tags when I first started at this position and reading about all these locals that I knew, and then people from afar as well that were in the exhibition that, you know, when you start researching people, you realize they have all these other jobs, but then at the heart of it, they are these mm-hmm. amazing artists. And, um, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting, the Wood Show. I, I really like that one. Um, but we do have Wide Open. That is our other um, touring exhibition, which is a photography exhibition. That one won't be until next fall, but um, it did recently tour in New York, and we were able to all go there and check it out and see some national, international, and even local Athenians highlighted in New York City. You know, I mentioned workshops and classes, that sort of thing. There are also art camps, and um, the word camp, I'm guessing that principally applies to youth. Um, But you might have an art camp for an adult group as well. But tell us what the distinction is there. What's what's different about the classes and workshops versus a camp? So the summer art camp um, runs June through August. We actually just finished up a couple weeks ago. And kids from all over the county come in um, and get to experience ceramics, fiber art, as well as our nature trails. So they get to go out on the Aura Anderson Trail and do some movement. Um, and then they get to go on hikes over across the road by the ridges. And it's just a really fun summer art camp. A couple of my kids get to go to that each year um, and really enjoy it. Because it's not, you know, it's not just sports-based. It's It has the arts mixed in there with it. I'm kind of a busy guy. So somehow or other this thing snuck up on me that there was the establishment of the Aura Anderson Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that's uh, across the street? It's directly behind the barn. Directly behind the barn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, um, 
this is available to anybody anytime? Yes, dawn to dusk. And um, is it well marked? It's very well marked. Um, Megan Ellis um, was our AmeriCorps. Yes. And she she actually took it over and got it all done and worked with local agencies. Now, how long ago was this? This It's been one year in October. Okay. Almost a year old. Officially opened, yeah. And have you observed a lot of people using it? We have. We have. It's bringing that whole wellness factor to the barn. Mm-hmm. So we've got, you know, we've got hikers that come through. There's a running group that comes through every once in a while and just kind of distracts everyone because there's 10, 20 people mm-hmm. running together up through the trail. Um, but we were able to have people on the trail. Then they come in. They check it out. They see there's an exhibit. They come back later or they just take off their hiking boots and go check it out. Now, is this name for him, or is it something that he, over the years, enjoyed, and they finally made it known to others? Yeah, so Aura, I mean, he, he was a birder, he was a carver, and... Oh, uh, extraordinary. We have several of his birds. Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, and, and, but I mean, he... Is this actually a trail he set out, so to speak? No. Okay. No. Okay. It was just named after him. I get it. Well, still, uh, what are the views like? They're really great. There's two really, there's two of my favorite spots. One's at the almost the very top, and then another one's in the amphitheater. And when the trees trees lose their leaves, you can see the barn, and you can see everything, and you know beyond. It's it's pretty great. Well. Um. What are some of the new ideas that um, um, maybe somebody is unaware of uh, that has been brought into um, into play for the Dairy Barn Arts Center? Well, this year, this summer, we tackled a little bit harder than in the past from what um, everyone has told me. But we did Quilt National um, workshops throughout the summer. The last one is actually this Friday. Um, dyeing the color wheel with Darren Redman, who is a Quilt National 19 artist. And we created classes and we did outreach throughout the nation um, to bring more people in to see Quilt National and to practice their art with with Quilt National artists. Um, so we're trying to create that story for the barn and keep that momentum going to br- keep the fiber artists coming in and using our studios and learning from, you know, the best. Yeah. The, um, you also have a shop that is open regularly. Um, it has a variety of different, um, well, it's really a gallery. In fact, I think that's the name of it, the gallery shop. Um, it is. What would, um, what would people find there? Yeah, so Claire White is the gallery shop director, and she has done just great work. She brings in artists from all over Ohio primarily, and then a few from the tri-state region that sell their to sell their work. And it's open Tuesday through Saturday from 12 to 5, and you can stop in and pick up some local gifts for, for anyone, as well as purchase larger pieces um, of works to hang. I was looking at your website earlier today. And uh, it became extra interest in your website because I couldn't get my printer to print. You know how that goes <laughs> once in a while. So, um, um, but there's a uh, there's a little logo. It says the Dairy Barn celebrating 100 years. Now, 
<clears throat> I remember the two huge silos right there that uh, no longer exist. There's there's still one, but there were uh, three or four originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, so many features of it. Um, and I remember, you know, it was an ag building, folks. It was, as you said, there was uh, the... Uh, the discards from cattle and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, so um, the um, – but it's been 41 years by my count now that um, it has been uh, since it was turned into the Dairy Barn Arts Center, mm-hmm. a cultural uh, facility for our region. Um, I I think there are people who travel some distance, and I don't mean just for the big displays, but I mean even for the classes, right? Yeah, yeah, especially for the Quilt National Workshops. Yeah. We do have, we have people that came from, you know, all over the U.S. to come take those classes in Athens. Well, the number of people who come just to observe Quilt National every other year. Um, that's right, isn't it, every other year? It, yeah, biennial. Yeah. Um. Is just amazing. I, you know, every time I go down to it, and I generally make it once or twice per year it's shown, mm-hmm. um, I will run into somebody from Sacramento or someone from Billings, Montana, or someone from um, Texas. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just remarkable. So cool. Well, um, seriously, though, I I do think the jigsaw puzzle (laughs) thing was so remarkable and such a hoot also. Um, It was just like, you're kidding me. Um, And yet people came in again from all over the nation. And this all was designed to be a fundraiser. Uh, it wasn't necessarily some sort of artsy th- display. But I tell you what, there is a, a, comp- a competitive art component to it. But um, I, I would love to see that thing brought back to life. And, you know, I think a few other communities, after they saw what we did here, have tried but not been very successful. So... Um, I'll bet Dave Norton up in Columbus and Mac there over in uh, uh, Roanoke, Virginia, we could get them to even come back and help um, put it together again. Um, That's my hunch. And I'll bet a lot of local folks would jump in too. What is something that you think... um, So we have a new director that's going to be chosen. What do you you think uh, is going to be uh, important for them? To be able to juggle really, really well. Working at the Dairy Barn is juggling. There's so many ins and outs and so many things happening, and it's such a small staff. But we get it done because of our volunteers and our members, um, and you just have to be ready to juggle. Well, it sounds like they could work in the radio business, too, then, you know? (laughs) In fact, I'm, I'll bet every industry thinks juggling's pretty important. Um, 
you, you deal with one topic and then you're faced with an entirely different one. And um, getting your head on straight and still coming up with good plans and all of that. So tell me about your life. Huh? My life. Yeah. What did you study? Um, I went to OU for visual communications. Viscom. Viscom. So you're a photo person. I'm a photo person. Yes. So, and what's great is with my job, I get to actually practice my commercial photography every day. Okay. So that's, now, so what are you shooting with these days? My iPhone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so I sold that's, everything. So that's like uh, eight, gig, eight, 8 megapixel? Yeah. And yeah, that's all I'm using these days. We have a couple Sonys at the Dairy Barn that I do use. Yeah. But other, otherwise, no, I don't, I don't practice my art as much but my main my main demographic and everyone that i'm trying to reach out to is so stan Loss, terry eiler all those guys mm-hmm. who, who who which ones didn't you like oh my goodness <laughs> my favorite was gary kirksky he doesn't listen to the radio ever i'm sure oh uh, oh gary <laughs> uh tune him right now <laughs> let's call okay him. so um what what um, what what type of photos do you particularly like uh, i like to sell things so I like I like to think about it that way. That's my whole background is commercial. Yeah. So, so uh, but but the average person needs to understand that a little better. Um, I don't know. I was through my training at OU. I learned how to place things a certain way and have the light go a certain way to make something more appealing. Okay. So let's say we're talking about uh, women's uh, fashion. Yes. Okay. Um, you don't just take a picture. You're trying to make sure that all the unique qualities of that item yes. um, are shown are shown and, mm-hmm. and clearly visible and, and attractive. Yes. And um, because if you shoot it in a different way, it isn't, it, right? Correct. <laughs> Things can be two different stories completely. Yeah. So why didn't you pursue that a little bit further? I did. I was a. I lived in California for a little bit and did some food photography. Um, and then I just didn't like that lifestyle. I wanted to come back to my bubble. Um, and I came back to Athens. Where in California? I was. I was in. You got me off guard. That was so long ago. Hmm. I'm blanking on it. South. I wasn't ready to talk about my life. I was really ready to talk about the dairy barn for an hour. Okay. <laughs> well, we're, we are. You're part of the dairy barn, an important part. Yeah. So the role that you have now with them, uh, what trips you trigger the most there? I like the juggling, but I really like helping everyone's departments succeed. I like seeing the classes fill up. I like seeing the workshops sell out. I love seeing... Everyone, pretty much everyone there is an artist also. So I love seeing their art and showing them how to take pictures of their own art on so it will perform better on Instagram. Um, I think I just, I love the juggling and I love taking pictures of everything that's happening because I'm not even done talking about every single thing we're doing. <laughs> well, what have I failed to bring out that you think I... <laughs> Should have done no, better no, with. No, I don't mean that. I just, I, you know. I'm, I'm teasing you. There's just you. so much. There's so much going on at the barn all the time. So tell me what I've missed. 
Well, my, my baby is the Pumpkin Fest. Um, it was Lynn's baby, our education director, but she passed it on to me this year. Um, and Pumpkin Fest will be October 12th, which I know is also OU Homecoming. But we also had it on that same weekend last year. Um, and we had, a, we had a great response. We had people that came out that weren't interested in going to the homecoming festivities. And it's from 11 to 3 on October 12th. We do the Hutchison Horses come out. We do carriage rides. We're going to have pumpkins and apples for everyone. We're going to do pumpkin painting, caramel apple stations, fun for the whole family. Now, um, you know, during the fall, it's hard to find a date when you can be by yourself anyway. So, you know, being on homecoming um, doesn't worry me too much. Mm-hmm. Um. We're planning our chili bowl now, you know, and that sort of thing. And um, I guess we're talking about a little later in the year than we've done it in the past. And in fact, there's a rumor that it might be happening at the dairy barn. What <gasps> is that rumor? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, as we firm that rumor up, folks, uh, we'll share the word with you. But, um, I think that'd be a fun place to do it too. Um, the do you? How often do you guys just meet around a table and start popping ideas? We have monthly staff meetings. Okay. So monthly we do it. Um, the board, the board meets more often. It seems, and they they come up with a lot of our ideas and a lot of where we're going and what direction we're, we're headed. Now I meant to share the names of, um, the board members, but like I said, I had this computer problem this morning and Scott, um, now I'm even having a computer problem in here. Um, but, uh, do you have it up by chance? Okay. If you go to the dairy barn and then go to about and then their staff and board is listed. And I thought we should mention most of those names down there. One of which I have a little familiarity with, <clears throat> my daughter. And um, anything she puts her attention to is pretty cool. Um... And then the board members, mercy. Uh, not the board members, I'm sorry, the staff. We need to mention each of their names, too, because in their role. Oh, so yeah. uh, have you found anything yet there, Scott? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And let me turn on your magic microphone. Okay. And I got the wrong one already. Radio. There we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, currently, uh, um, as we said, Joyce is the interim director, Joyce Mullins. Who are, uh, let's go through the staff. Okay, business manager, Amy Renner. Exhibition and quilt national director, Holly Ittel. Is that correct? Ittle. Ittle, okay, thank you. Uh, these are getting easier as we go along here. Uh, gallery shop director, Claire White. Gallery shop assistant, Mary Chamberlain. Education director, Lynn Smith. Ceramic Studio Manager, Kelly Shaw. 
Fiber Arts Studio Manager, and Judy, Facility Manager, Reed Sequoy, Facility Assistant, April Boggs, Events and Outreach Director, I think we know who that is, Cassie Meek, with us this morning, (laughs) and the Neon Cow Bar Manager, Sierra Crenshaw. Neon Cow. Yeah, did we hit them all there, Cassie? We did. Okay, the Board of Trustees, uh, Richard Schultz, President, David Thomas, Vice President, Polly Sumney, Secretary, Terry Hogan, Treasurer, and uh, the list of the board, Brian Busher, David Burke, Rachel Crouch, Tim Goheen, uh, Jay Hostetler, David Johnson, Stephen Croft, Lynn Lovedall, Leah Majory, Ruthie Nellis, Nancy Stevens, Keeley Stockwell, Betsy Story, Juan Thomasy, Jacqueline Weber, and Pete Warrior. You know, there's a lot of questionable folks in that list. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding, of course. Well, um, we have about uh, seven minutes left. What do you think we should recap or um, restate? The Dairy Barn is for everybody. (laughs) The Dairy Barn is for everyone, yes. It has all sorts of classes, and during certain times of the year, Kit camps for kids, although many of these classes are suitable for kids, too. And the classes are more on a year-round basis. Um, it's got exhibits. It has a, a shop, you know, where you can go and look for special things for Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or, you know, that, that sort of thing. Many of them with ties to Athens, so... It's cool. Um, I see a couple of things here that I don't know if you've really touched on them or not yet, but the three things that caught me was the segments of get involved, join, and donate. Now's the time if you want to <laughs> want to let that out of the bag there and no, I mean, let people know. Well, by. there are memberships, right? Yes. And uh, I've been a member, uh, Pat and myself, for, for years. And... Um, um, it's an annual membership uh, thing, and, and um, we're very proud to be a part of it. So maybe if you want to expand on how does one do that, Cassie? Yeah, so you can you can become a member online, or you can stop by our gallery shop, and Claire will help you fill out the application and uh, accept your payment that day. You can become a member anytime, and you can even do it online at midnight. <laughs> There's, um, as we already mentioned, um, Ohio Health, Hocking Valley Bank. I mean, you know, as soon as you start listing, you know, there are so many local um, enterprises who are supportive of the Athens Dairy Barn Arts Center. Uh, And if you have a whole new idea that you've just been floating around in your head, why not take it to them and just lay it on them and say, you know, I just think this would be a terrific thing if we could do it. And with their knowledge, uh, first of all, they're not a bunch of people who just say, ah, no. Um, They will think creatively about, is this a practical thing? Can we make it happen? And how can we make it happen? So good place to take ideas. Yeah, I also see where it's available for rental, for get-togethers. 
Yeah, we mentioned the um, wedding receptions are yeah. popular. I know Rotary's had some events there um, on a district-wide basis. Um, Chamber Steak Fry. Oh, yes, the annual steak fry. And then CFI's annual fundraiser is also at our venue. CFI, Community Fun Initiative? What's CFI? Food Initiative. Community Food Initiative. Okay. Well, folks, um, the the website's very simple. Dairybarn.org. As in organization. So, dairybarn.org and there is a, a, it's well done the website and um, you can look it all up well Cassie um, it's good to see you again it say, say to hi to your all. folks are you a good water skier I'm betting you had to be <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's like how do you had, answer that had, question is right? that in the past tense <laughs> hey, when was the last time you were on the water this year this summer Okay. <laughs> do, do I get to invited to come out and take a look? Yeah, you should. You should always stop out. My dad is mowing probably right now. <laughs> well, he's always there. He and I can really share some stories. I know you can. You can. He's a good guy. Alrighty, Cassie. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, go Dairy Barn, right? Go Dairy Barn. Come out to Quilt Fest this weekend, Saturday, there. ten to six; Sunday, ten to four. Quilt Fest, a celebration of everything fiber with the Athens Area Fiber Fair. Do it one more time. <laughs> Sunday, Saturday when? Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sunday 10 to 4. Awesome. This weekend. Athens Community Arts, Parks, and Recreation offers more than 500 recreation and leisure opportunities for all ages. Two dog parks, hiking trails, miles of bike paths, playgrounds all over town, ball fields, ball courts, soccer fields, arts west, and a skate park that's been rated tops in the nation. The Athens Community Center offers programs, classes, and activities like after-school child watch, yoga, martial arts, and fitness training, plus sports like soccer, volleyball, and basketball. Athens Community Arts, Parks, and Recreation. The John W. Clem Recovery House is hosting a breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. The Clem House is a recovery house that provides adult men a structured program and safe haven to assist them in their efforts to recover from drug and alcohol dependency. Doors open at 8.30 a.m. and the presentation will start at 9 a.m. at the Dairy Barn, 8000 Dairy Lane in Athens. Come support the John W. Clem Recovery House at their breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. This event is presented by Holzer, the 317 Board, Integrated Services, and Ohio Health. Hey, you know what day it is, don't you? Weenie Wednesday. Hungry? Larry's Dog House on West Union Street has corn dogs and regular-sized hot dogs for just 99 cents each. Mmm, Larry's. Weenie Wednesday. All kids have superpowers. Court-appointed special advocates are community volunteers who advocate for children who are in foster care. For foster children, CASA volunteers help unlock their superpowers by building resilience and speaking up for kids. Support their effort by signing up for the Superhero Run. Learn more at www.athenscasa.org. Uh, today, uh, 79 the high, tonight 57 the low. Uh, no mention of precipitation to speak of. We did have some overnight last night. 
but they are saying it could be patchy fog um, tomorrow morning, so uh, we'll just see how it turns out and use all caution if if that's the case, right? Uh, tomorrow, I think we have a free-for-all edition, so join us, won't you? It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour. Real news, real reporting. I'm Peter King. Puerto Rico is boarding up and bracing for Tropical Storm Dorian, and memories are long from the last big storm two years ago. Correspondent David Begno says as a result, many people are better prepared. The majority of the people are staying, but they're preparing. Ten days worth of food and water. Gas lines are already farming this morning. People still have, as they tell me, post-traumatic stress from going through Maria. FEMA says it's also better prepared, and the CEO of the island's power company says any blackouts caused by the storm will be fixed in two weeks or less, even in a worst-case scenario. Dorian could become a hurricane this weekend and hit Florida's east coast as a Category 2 storm on Monday. Governor Ron DeSantis is telling people there to be prepared. This has changed, I think, over the last 48 hours. They thought it would break up over the Dominican Republic. Obviously, it's shifted, has a path to strengthen with some pretty open stretch of water and potentially impact anywhere from southern Florida all the way up to Virginia. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has decided to do an end run around Parliament, suspending it until mid-October, opponents say, to make sure that lawmakers can't derail his plan for leaving the European Union. We're not going to wait until October the 31st before getting on with our plans to take this country forward. And uh, we have just gotten word out of London that uh, the Queen has approved uh, the, uh, uh, her speech for Parliament no earlier than Monday, September 9th, no later than Tuesday, Thursday, September 12th. Uh, Johnson's plan was to have Parliament return October 14th. Deutsche Bank says it has President Trump's tax returns and other documents that congressional Democrats have subpoenaed. The president has sued to keep them sealed. CBS News political analyst Leonard Steinhorn. Congress wants it. The president and his family are opposing it. This is going up into the courts, potentially to the Supreme Court. Mr. Trump says the economy is healthy, thanks in large part to his work. But a new poll indicates that voters are increasingly worried about it. Quinnipiac University polling analyst Mary Snow says that's bad news for the president. The top five Democratic presidential candidates would beat Donald Trump if the election were held today. Four of the candidates would lead with double digits, one by nine. With recreational marijuana about to become legal in Illinois, prosecutors say it's time to erase thousands of marijuana convictions for small amounts that date back decades. They plan to use a nonprofit organization and technology to analyze decades' worth of arrests. The Dow is up two points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. You may not notice it's a protein bar. Dark chocolate and crunchy peanuts will do that. Plus, they'll get your family moving again. Nature Valley Peanut Butter Dark Chocolate Protein Bars. With Glassdoor, finding the best new hire is as easy as... Just like that, your job's posted to over 67 million job seekers. And Glassdoor hires are 30% more likely to stay with your company longer. Start your free trial today at glassdoor.com slash hire. Welcome to Sherwin-Williams. Hi there. I heard paints are 30% off. Yep, and stains too. Right here. Mm-hmm. Only at your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Right now? Well, August 29th through September 9th. Ah, bring it in. 
I'm a big hugger. It's cool. Ask Sherwin-Williams August 29th through September 9th and save 30% on paints and stains with sale prices starting at $26.94. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. A new trend in hospitality picks up steam. Here's CBS's Steve Kathan. Marriott's become the second major hotel chain to say it will get rid of small plastic bottles of shampoo, conditioner, and other toiletries. They'll be gone by the end of next year to be replaced by larger bottles or wall-mounted dispensers. Last month, the parent of Holiday Inn and other hotels announced a similar move. Marriott says it's wanted to do this for years. The company says there are too many small plastic bottles... 500 million used last year. They're harder to recycle because they're difficult to clean out. Steve Kathan, CBS News. And most people associate citrus with Florida, but a couple from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, claims Guinness Book Records by growing the world's largest and heaviest grapefruit in their backyard. It's almost the size of an NBA basketball. It weighs in at more than 14 ounces, beating the old record by nearly a pound. I'm Peter King, CBS News. Would you take $100 and throw 80 of it away? If you're taking drugstore vitamin tablets, that's exactly what you're doing because 80% of those tablets are not being absorbed. Hi, I'm naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, creator of Texas Superfood. Many of you take Texas Superfood daily and feel great, but some people tell us they just don't like the taste of green powder or they have a problem swallowing capsules. That's why we created our new line of great-tasting liquid supplements. Go to TexasSuperfood.com liquid. From multivitamins to products for energy, sleep, joint care, and more, our liquid supplements offer the highest absorption rates available anywhere, up to 96%. Imagine waking up after a great night's sleep feeling rested and ready to handle the day with endless energy and clarity. Stop wasting your money on drugstore vitamin tablets that don't work. Get absorbable liquid nutrition from the name you trust, Texas Superfood. Visit TexasSuperfood.com slash liquid to get 20% off. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash liquid. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash liquid now. W-A-T-H Athens. Good morning, everybody. And yes, it's sunny and yes, it's wild. So you know it's Wednesday. Time to make it happen with Kim and Ruth. We're here every Wednesday morning and so happy to have you join us here on WATH, famous radio station on Columbus Road. And Ruth and I were in deep conversation. Scott had to interrupt us <laughs> to remind us that we're about hey, you're ready on to the go air. on you're, the air. Uh, Get right. it together. And part of it was our topic, you know, and actually... Um, I have an issue with the topic. <laughs> no, the topic we, we talked about, we're talking about aging and aging gracefully. And I just want to say from the get-go that I, I like the phrase aging gracefully. I like the phrase aging healthfully. Many times in recent years, though, I hear people talk about um, how to defy aging, how to slow down aging, anti-aging techniques, anti-aging exercises. And you know what? I've decided... Forget it. I don't want to stop aging. <laughs> there is really no age I want to go back to. It's true. I forget what conference I was, or maybe it was just a meeting locally. I think you might have. You were there. Do you oh, remember really? when somebody asked us, like, if you wanted to be, if you wanted to be any age you've ever been, oh, yeah. what age do you want to be? And I think we were both like, right now. Right now. Absolutely. And I mean, besides anti-aging, if if there's products or things you can do, frankly, I've decided too, at my age, like, I don't want to look like I'm 20. Like, that would be totally weird. (laughs) 
Like, I don't be, want to be walking down the street with my daughter and be looking as young as her. And that'd be so bizarre. I, I wouldn't be proud of that. <laughs> I think your daughter would have some feelings about it as yeah, well. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So we can talk about living well, aging well, and living healthfully. Um, you might want to feel younger um, and, and not like age at um, an accelerated rate. I don't want to do that either. But and make, make the transition transition right. as as well as you can. Let's Gracefully just be appropriate. Yeah. Let's be appropriate here. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had uh, put up in our house for my mother because they were all, you know, it was obvious my dad was wildly in love with my mother. But one of the things that he had up was um, grow old along with me. The best is yet to be Robert Browning quote. Oh. And, I, and that just kind of, you know, it captured what my parents were all about, you know? Yeah. They wanted to see it all in whatever age and stage they were in and do it together. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I that. when you age and you are aging with a partner, that's one of the beautiful things that happens It's is that along with our bodies and our minds going through the lifespan and developmentally changing over those years, so do our relationships. And, you know, you might enter a developmental stage of your relationship when you're older um, because your your lifestyle has changed, your responsibilities have changed. That it, you know what? It like it's a fun stage. It is. I mean, yeah. I thought I would cry my eyes out when I became an empty nester, but it's you did it's for a day. So <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I get to see and hear from my kids all the time. So right. that's that's the great thing. But yeah, kind of reestablishing the things that I haven't haven't had time for when my kids mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. little tiny. There we go, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, whether um, whatever you might be doing, if you're doing something at all to age gracefully, to age healthfully, um, we want you to live your life and to live it well. And some of the things that you can do to live a very well life or live a good life are also things that can help you age gracefully. And some of them are common sense, but, you know, let's let's take stock this morning as you're listening to Kim and Ruth about what you can do to help yourself age healthfully. And one thing that's very important, and we've talked about this in its own form numerous times, is really getting enough sleep. Mm. I mean, if you want to have a bad day, you, like, <laughs> lose sleep. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad day because you look in the mirror and you're going to think that you look like crap. And you're going to feel like it. You are going to eat differently. And you're going to be tired and irritable. And you just need to, like, put that day aside. But sleep yeah. is huge. Because it also affects, affects your thought processes as well. Totally. If you don't have a good night's sleep, you're going to have... Um, difficulty problem solving as well. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really kind of a go-to thing at any age, not just when you're aging necessarily, because a lot of people who are juggling work or juggling kids, personal life, whatever, you know, that itself can take a toll on your sleep, but not getting enough sleep takes even more of a toll on your sleep and your body. And, you know, there's a lot of research about sleep right now that stands behind the lack of sleep and its relationship to things like high blood pressure, diabetes, weight gain, and honestly, just looking tired and feeling older. Mm, it's true. Yeah. And, and in fact, I often know when um, I haven't had enough sleep because people will say, you know, 
Are you or, or, or looking older? Because people don't want to say, "Oh, you're looking older," but they'll say, "You look tired." Yeah. <laughs> Translation. I, I know. You look older. Right? You're I, I know. You haven't. You haven't. A we should do a head. show that sometimes like those <laughs> translational phrases. Like <laughs> that is the perfect one. You nailed it. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Oh, is, man. Are you speaking from experience? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think I've probably <laughs> offered that phrase to some people. And now I know it's out now there. Now everybody I'm, knows we can't use it I'm anymore. busted. <laughs> totally busted. Um, we're going to keep going on. But if you have any suggestions, questions about aging gracefully and healthfully, please give us a call. 592-6646. The lines are open today. And we want you to live well. And we want to learn from you as well. I do. I want to hear what people have to say. Because I bet there's some great life hacks out there that people have figured out about how to age gracefully. Absolutely. And I know there are people out there listening who have probably been told, you look so young. You don't look your age. You don't act your age. Whatever that means. But if you are (laughs) one of those people, please call us and tell us. Maybe, Maybe you're doing things that are just natural so you don't feel like you're actually doing something. Um, But we want to know that too. Right. And, you know, the fountain of youth starts with a fountain, right? So that's another thing that I would like to bring up is water, drinking water, right? Hydrate your your skin. And that that often gives your face a nice youthful glow at the very least. Yes. But also hydrates your organs and makes you healthier. Beauty from the inside From within. Right. That's right. Right. You got to start on the inside with some of those things. Speaking of... uh, Starting on the inside, something that you might not want to hear. <laughs> My husband, if you're listening, you might not want to hear this. <laughs> but actually, something that can accelerate the aging process is eating too much sugar. I know. You know? I mean, how does yeah. that work? It's not the sugar in eating a diet full of sugar, it doesn't really just affect your waistline. It really affects everything else. Experts believe that um, our skin can be more dull and wrinkled by that. Um, And if you think about it, really, the more sugar that you eat, the less collagen, the less elasticity that your skin has. So, you know. And I think, again, if we could even just talk about snacking for a minute, because I love to talk about snacking. But um, even with children... You know, sometimes when you get older, you're not as hungry. And sometimes we trade those those healthy, nutrient-dense meals for snacks. And, and sometimes those snacks are sugary treats, little sugar bombs that probably don't have much else to them. So it's a good rule of thumb to age gracefully with the habit of just thinking of little snacks as mini meals. Right, so they have a nice balance of nutrition. It might even be something you would consider having as part of a meal. So, there you go. Yeah, and we're not trying to ruin your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not enjoy life. I've got this old now. I'm going to eat whatever I want. We're not saying that. We want you to live the healthiest life. So, as Ruth said, treating snacks as meals. Sometimes we reduce our calories just naturally because our bodies don't maybe need as many calories as we grow older. So we don't want to just substitute complete junk for it yeah. you know um but it's a habit too so again think about your skin think about how your body's responding on the inside think about all the things that make you feel good and it's probably not sugar at the probably. top of the list if you're really honest people if you're really <laughs> honest about that <laughs> how about too much stress 
That'll age you. It will age you. <laughs> Again, it could. Uh, that's another one of those things people see on you, right? Totally. So totally. you wear too much stress. Yeah, you can wear it. And that, what's another phrase? Is it still the... I think you it's know, you look tired. You look tired. Look. <laughs> you so looking tired. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and with stress, when we have a lot of stress, um, <clears throat> those hormones, uh, cortisol, and another thing that are in the bloodstream, they're kicking up our blood pressure. They're suppressing our immune system, doing all kinds of crazy things. So when we maintain that stress, that's when it actually becomes a problem, when it's much more chronic. And we think about it. I mean, honestly, when you people are stressed, they don't think clearly. And that's true because that's stress true. can actually help to shrink your brain. And shrinking our brain, it's definitely not one way <laughs> to yeah. age gracefully or healthfully. Like, I need my brain to grow, <laughs> you know, get a little bigger, expand. That's right. And I, we talked about sleep deprivation, but that's another thing that can shrink your brain. Yes. And so. Oh, Right. Right. Totally. I forgot about that. I remember going to a conference one time with my friend Jana mm-hmm. Lee, and it mm-hmm. was all about sleep. And they showed us pictures of people who had been chronic insomniacs, pictures of their brain, yes. compared to those uh, people of, of people who were very, very elderly and had chronic disease. And they were very similar. I think the thing that gave me hope was that if we can reverse that insomnia and, and turn that around, it does give our brain a chance to regrow, to like re-expand. Mm-hmm. And you know, when your brain is shrinking, it's not just your like intelligence. I mean, that affects your mood, uh, of course, your memory, and just your overall health. You know, that's, that's a, the message center for our whole body. Right. So sleep, stress, manage your stress. Manage your stress, right. Which, you know, I think is a real struggle. When I think about um, people who are aging, sometimes, you know, you think if you have children now, sometimes adult children add a layer of stress in some situations. I've Really? <laughs> <laughs> not our children, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not our children. But I, I have, um, you know, I have friends who are really struggling. And a large part of the stress that they are experiencing are is often the choices of the people around them, and so which is difficult because mm-hmm. it's difficult to get out of that. So if you if that's somebody like you who is really in a spot where, you know, we're not just talking about deep breathing and thinking happy thoughts. You know, it is worth your health and your longevity to maybe see a counselor and to help kind of manage those very, very difficult situations in your life that might um, alter the picture that you imagined your mm-hmm. life would be at Absolutely. this stage in your life. Absolutely. Our brains are in overdrive. Yeah. Have you heard of brain um, aerobics? No. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever heard it called brain aerobics, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know if I but, have either. But I've seen many a crossword puzzles in my mother's home, if there that's we what go. you're talking about. There we go. Yes. Brain aerobics. We just made that phrase up, everybody. Brain aerobics. And, and really, things like crossword puzzles, things like reading, things that really engage your brain, that make it work. You know, your brain is is that tissue in your body. And if you want your, your other muscles in your body to work, you do things to exercise them, make them stronger. So you need to exercise your brain to make it stronger, keep it from shrinking. So reading, um, engaging, and whatever is mentally stimulating for you. It could be meditation. It could be reading. It could be crosswords, um, blogging, writing. Blogging is kind of a trendy day experience where you're writing and sharing that with others. Um, So it's never too late to start. People who 
are even in their 70s and 80s can find some dramatic change when they begin doing more brain exercises or brain aerobics. <laughs> so like I'm trying to think of other examples besides the the puzzles, the book puzzles that reading is yeah, one, right? Reading. So if you're Absolutely. a reader um Reading and I think doing things differently. Um, you know, it's really easy to get into a pattern of even daily activities. Um, something I tried, I don't think it meets with a lot of success, but um, if you are opening jars, for example, usually you hold the jar with your non dominant hand and you open the jar, unscrew the lid with right. your right hand. Sometimes I try to do it the opposite. Oh, right. It's, yeah. You know, if you can't do that if you're in a hurry, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> or somebody's watching you who happens to be not very patient. But trying to do things differently, trying to, I, I have a habit too of like parking in the same parking spot when I go to like the grocery store because that oh, way I, I can find my car. But honestly, it's not doing. I mean, it does my stress level actually some good, but it doesn't really help my brain because my brain knows exactly where the car is every time. I barely have to think about it. You know, I had a coworker, Krista Cocomelli. I don't know if you remember yes, Krista Cocomelli, of course. So it, on April Fool's Day. One year, I rearranged everything on her desk. I moved her mouse to the other side. That's cruel. You know, it, well, I thought it was hilarious, but she <laughs> just walked right into it and was, and was excited that things were different, and she never changed the back. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to so, do this. The I'm joke's be on you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. That's funny. That would have driven me crazy. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have acted like good Krista. Brain yeah. <laughs> it would have. You know, and she's somebody who loves exercise to begin with. Oh, you yeah, know, so yeah. she, yeah, she, she bought into it. She right? totally, yeah, she totally bought into it. How about soaking up some sunshine? Sunshine is good. If sunshine is good. And you know, we get a lot of messages out there, which are factual about watching the sun exposure that you get being careful and not overexposing because of the potential health risks that come with the sun. But at the same time, it's really conflicting. And I remember when um, Dr. Don Siemens was on the air with us, it is conflicting because getting the sun and being exposed to sun is also the best way that our body can help to manufacture vitamin D. And vitamin D is... Um, something that's very important to the aging process, to the overall health of our bodies. We're learning so much more about vitamin D each year, um, mm -hmm. you know, with more research. And so going out, um, getting some exposure to the sun, getting that vitamin D, it doesn't take a lot, but maybe 20 minutes in the sun. And I think the upside of that, too, is you also have some other probably somewhat anticipated benefits in that you're out in nature and you're outside and all of those kind of things fresh can air. really, fresh air can yeah. really help um, improve your well-being. Right. So think of sunshine at least as a dose, right? You're going to get a little dose of your vitamin D. Yeah. But then we recommend some sunscreen. Stay outside if you want to stay outside because we encourage that too, but it, you really need to get some sunscreen. Right. Right. You know, something that I see more and more um, when I'm reading, like, articles or books about healthy aging, and I love seeing this because I think our community, our society is starting to value it more and more, is our connections, our social connections Absolutely. and relationships with other people mm -hmm. and how important that is to the aging process, to the aging healthfully process. I mean, we're all, we all age, right? But right. it depends on what path you might be going down. 
um, I think that social connection, and th- there was a lot of evidence in that when we talked about the blue zones a few years ago, when that was sort of peaking, and it's still sort of peaking, that they went around to the different parts of the world where there were healthy centenarians, healthy 100-year-olds, and one of the things that was common amongst all these communities was their social connections. And some of those were strong connections with their family members, some were with neighbors, some were with their, they like to refer to them as their tribe, whether it's your close friends, being males or females, um, but those social connections really make a huge difference. Yes, I, I would totally agree with that, and I think that kind of goes in association with um, transitions, right? So, so, so some of us have had a career for a number of years, and then we retire, and then our identity changes slightly, right? We go from being whatever it was, our title was, to being a what? We don't know what we are, right? <laughs> I'm still there, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) But but having a community Mm -hmm. connects us to that identity, too. You're a part of something. So I think that having those transitional roles are really, really important. Something that doesn't change when perhaps other things have to change in, in your aging experience. So friendships and communities and groups that you volunteer with can be maintained Mm -hmm. right along the way. Mm -hmm. And it's not too late. If you think you've reached that point in your life where maybe you're not working or maybe you, uh, you know, what, what your social activities have curtailed, um, it's not too late to make new friends. You'll be surprised. Put yourself We'll be out your there. friend. We'll be here. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you might consider volunteering somewhere. You might consider just, you know, strolling and making eye contact with people when you go to the grocery store, the farmer's market, or different places that you, that you visit. Um, making a phone call, reaching out to people. Sometimes we just get a little shy or introverted or we think we haven't talking, talking, that's not a word, spoken to somebody <laughs> for a long time. Pick up the phone. Pick Make a call, phone, and yeah. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how it works. I, I know I have a friend and a neighbor who is really kind of a, I wouldn't say an introverted person, but someone who likes to be, um, they definitely value their alone time. But they also are one of the best examples of people. They call people they went to college with 40 years ago, and they have gone and visited these people. They have maintained relationships with, like, sort of long-lost cousins you know, nice. and I, I listen to them tell these stories about, well, last week I went to visit or I called so-and-so. And they're not making a big deal about it. But I'm, on the inside, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so great. I can't believe we're doing that. Yeah. So maintain those relationships. Maintaining. Yes. Oh, that is so important. We haven't talked. We talked about brain aerobics, but we really haven't talked about keeping physical activity mm-hmm. up through mm-hmm. um, throughout your life as well. Yeah. So. You know, aim for 30 minutes every day if you can. And if that's too much, you can break it up, right? We've talked about that type of exercise before. Shorter strolls can accumulate throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's probably even better to do multiple kind of exercise bouts throughout the day than just one big one in the beginning. Absolutely. It's better to do that. And, and what Ruth is talking about, or what I think Ruth is talking about, is that this I'm is, sure it is. <laughs> this is kind of exercise. And I always like to emphasize that it's great if you exercise. You get up and you go out, um, you ride a bicycle or, or you go jogging or you play tennis or, or whatever it is you like to do for exercise. That's great. Um, it's also important to make sure that if you're doing that for 30 minutes a day, that the other 23 hours and 30 minutes aren't completely sedentary. 
Right. The, you know, this does not take the place of just being active throughout the day, daily activities, you know, going to get your mail, going to get the groceries, walking the dog, you know, picking up the grandchildren, whatever those daily activities are, walking from room to room, um, because those daily activities are very, very important. And being sedentary for many, many hours throughout the day is not a good thing. And it's not easily counterbalanced by a 30-minute bout of exercise. Right. So um, did I just make that confusing? Yeah, no, you, you said it. Okay. So be more active more be often. Be more active, yeah. Rather and, than very active in it for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've noticed um, people my age and older, too, um, sometimes we have the reputation of not being very technologically savvy. And while there's definitely a strong case to be made for that, I still see more and more older people who are spending times, spending time like on computers and devices. And, and that's good because it could be brain aerobics. Maybe that's what you're doing for your brain aerobics. But also it involves sitting. So please just be careful about the screen time and the sitting time because it's not just our most youthful people in the world who are engaging that. Um, so just be careful about that. So, you know, Kim is the expert here on exercise. It was She made a career out of it. So she, she knows her stuff. But do you want to say something, too, about balance? to how important that is to um, how exercise helps to maintain balance throughout your lifetime as well. And are you talking about balance, like actual physical balance? Like, can I stay on one foot? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Balance, like... Oh, yeah. Life, whole, life, life, life balance. balance. There's that. We can get to that <laughs> right, next. Right. Right. No, balance. And I, I tell you what, I struggle with balance. Um, and I it's something I have to work very hard about. So balance is one of those... Um, it's, it's not really a sense, like your sense of smell, your sense of sight, but you sort of feel like it is as you get older because our balance tends to deteriorate and to change over time. And it's really due to a lot of physiological changes as well. But, you know, when we hear about statistically, like when people are older, they're more likely to fall, they're more likely, it, it, all those things are related to balance. So actually being active um, can help you sort of counter that whole effect of losing your balance. Um, there certainly are specific exercises. In fact, some physical therapy departments um, actually have an expert on their staff to work with people on balance things. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like yeah. I'm not kind of no, rambling no, no, here, but, no, yeah, that's but right it is on. important. And because I was thinking too, because we in the CHIP class, we have somebody from WellWorks mm -hmm. come and talk about balance. And I think it's really um, an important piece of, of health, especially as you're aging. And one simple thing that, I, that he had mentioned that we can do um, now is just getting up out of a chair without pushing up, without pulling up on something. Um, and if you do that a few times a day, that will really help maintain some of that strength for your balance. Right. Right. That's a perfect example. If you like to go out and do more of a group exercise thing, I would highly recommend yoga, yoga. like a beginning mm -hmm. yoga class. There are actually poses, um, as a yoga instructor might call them, that are specific to really helping support you on your balance. And it's amazing, too. You can try this at home as long as you're around some other people or have some support. But if you, you'll notice, too, that in, if you go to a yoga class, for example, one of the things that helps you learn these poses and maintain your balance is actually what you focus your eyes on. Mm. So you might be able to, even right now, get up 
in your kitchen and, you know, maybe even with your hands near a counter. You're not using the counter balance, but just stand on one foot. And you might be able to pick up one foot and be just fine. Okay, keep that foot up and now close your eyes. And right. you'll see how tipsy oh, immediately you'll get. I get very, yeah I, yeah, I can't maintain my balance very well that way. Right. So in yoga classes, for example, there are certain poses that we do. And you might look around the room and see that everybody is doing the pose very similar. But one thing you might not notice is where those people are focusing their eyes as they're doing the pose. And a very advanced person might be looking up at the ceiling and uh, someone like myself might be very focused on the floor because I know if I move my eyes one inch, I'm going down. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So balance is very important. Yeah. And I think group exercise too kind of um, gets two birds with, uh, what do they say? Feeds two, two, with- feeds two birds with one scone, as they say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the nonviolent version. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, because it's the connectivity then. So now you're with a group of people that you get new people, maybe, yeah. that you get to know and, and build relationships with. Yeah. Group exercise. Definitely. Definitely. What do you think about fiber? Do you have anything well, to say? I tell you what. <laughs> fiber is one of my best friends. <laughs> fiber is our friend. Fiber is absolutely one of my best friends. You know, as you, as you age, really at any point in your life, we all have different, um, our digestive systems all have different personalities. <laughs> And some of them are very outgoing, some are not. And so fiber is a very important part of our diet that really helps to maintain a good conditioned um, digestive system. So things move in and move out just like they're supposed to do. Yeah. And, it, you know, it helps cut your cholesterol levels and lowers your chance of heart disease, diabetes, colon cancer, type 2 diabetes. So the goal, especially after 50, is about 30 grams of fiber a day. Mm-hmm. So look at that cereal you're eating, you know. Look up the, the fruits that you're eating and count them up just so you have a sense. How much are you getting? Yeah. I guess there are many ways of determining whether you're getting enough fiber or not, but that's one way to count your grams. Way. Absolutely. And I think, I tell you what, um, you know, one way to get a lot of fiber, a lot of bang for your buck are, especially in season, uh, the season's kind of winding down locally, but in season, the berries. Sure. Berries every single yeah. day. Every single day. And they are delicious and they're fun. They can be eaten a variety of ways. You can treat them as dessert if you want to, and that gets your little sugar fix mm-hmm. um, or, or not. But berries are great. Yeah. And then apples. An apple a day. I with remember the your story yeah. about <laughs> eating your apple on the way home from work every day. Yeah, every day. We, we must have had a, cl- uh, a, a show on fiber earlier because <laughs> I think I remember your your, ha- yes, your daily habits were mentioned. Still a practice. Still a practice. <laughs> Berries are in season. I can cut back on the apples, but yeah, but uh, still a practice. You know, one thing that I, I've read, and I know we're winding down, and there's several things um, to talk about too, is maintaining that optimism. You know, and I think. Part of this has to do with the culture of the country that we live in. We don't prepare like other countries do or revere the aging process maybe that other cultures do. But So some of these changes people may see as undesirable and, and, and maybe are a cause for some of the stress and disappointment. Um, but think about things that are going well. Think about um, people that you have. Um, around you, and just try to keep that optimism if you can. And I knew her, I've heard you talk many times about keeping a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. But again, I th- and I think talking to other people about it, like we're talking about it today, just acknowledging that it's a process and that you're going through it and, um, you know, kind of expecting that some people are very good at that. Some people anticipate and they know what's coming and they prepare for it and they, they might change some things in their home. You know, they might think differently about some of the things that they can do uh, and about what they will do in the future regarding that activity. So that's just another thing to think about. I guess maybe I'm not just telling people to stay optimistic, but to be accepting and, and prepare right. for and to stay some positive about yeah. it. I mean, to absolutely stay positive and reflect on the aging process, um, on the positive things of aging instead of the negative things of aging. I mean, you know, positive, for example, your knowledge, your experience. You don't make as many mistakes as you probably used to when you were younger, right? Things probably don't bug you in the, the way that they did in your 20s. Exactly, exactly. And maybe, maybe you stop comparing yourself as much to other people as you get older because you are so much wiser now and knowing that that's not really what matters, right? right? So a lot of people can let go of some of those cultural trends or cultural things, you know, the the negative or the I don't look as good as this or that or everything. But look, older people can kind of let go of that and do more, accomplish more and reflect on, on you've gotten to know yourself and... Your world is better. Yeah, and think, and you've created a history in your own lifetime and have probably have seen and learned so much. Right, and uh, now we're past midlife. <laughs> we can start doing things we wanted to do. <laughs> we were way too busy with those kids and jobs, right? Right. So focus so, on the positive. Yeah, <laughs> focus on the positive. Things will get, will get, you know, things will be good. And so I, I guess no matter what age you're at right now, um, love where you are because there are lots of blessings and wonderful things associated with each age in life. Um, your perspective, if you've seen a lifetime of, of um, experiences, it kind of makes you an expert in many things, I'd say. So, so we have to end, but I'll, I'm just going to end with uh, that Robert Browning quote, my dad's, my dad's favorite, you know, the best is yet to be. So be prepared, practice good health habits. The things that, you know, we talk about every week are the things that are going to really help you embrace and love and transition into the aging process in a happy way. So we wish you well. Thanks again for joining us every Wednesday on Make It Happen. And we'll be back next week. 